0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Finance in a Flash. This week, we talk about the story that has captivated the entire country over the past week in the story of GameStop. What happened to GameStop? How did it go from $17 one week to the next week over $400? We break that down in the story behind how it all happened on this week's episode of Finance in a Flash. As always, thank you for listening, and if you want to learn more about our company or our podcast, go to beaconfinancialstrategies.com. All right, let's go. Everybody, welcome back to Finance and Flash. This week we have on Chip High Miller again, I would say our investment expert. Chip, how's how's life been the past, I guess it's been two weeks since we've talked on the podcast?
1: It's been interesting, right? I mean, we're in the throes of winter it seems and, um, you know, not a lot to do outside. I, I haven't played golf in like months, so I'm, I'm starting to get a little um, cabin fever.
0: Yeah, I played uh, last weekend. It was uh, it's very cold and, you know can't play after work anymore just have to go on the weekend so it's quite unfortunate yeah it'll get
1: better soon though
0: yeah exactly so um we are we're taking a little bit of a different spin on the podcast this week in that we are talking about a massive current event that has happened recently which is GameStop what happened to GameStop what is the reason why it happened and just kind of an overview and lessons we can learn from this event, because it's something that, you know, maybe you have experienced before, but in, in, you know, my time in the industry, which has been relatively short, I have not seen um, something this massive happen. So Mm -hmm. I guess uh, to start off, I wanted to give like a brief overview of the story of kind of what happened. So if, you know, a lot of people are familiar, but if you're not GameStop, which if I if I say GameStop at any point in the podcast I say GameStop I apologize it's just it's just it's just a word association, so um, you know to begin the year GameStop was around you know fifteen sixteen seventeen dollars and and just company, to interject
1: Nick here yeah. the, the GameStop is actually a legitimate retail okay yeah company, exactly right so yeah. it does have a purpose in the world and actually for those of us with kids. Um, I mean, I've been there several times uh, with my son, and um, it provides uh, used games for devices like Xbox, PlayStation, that sort of thing, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's a uh, that's a good that's a good catch. So even for my generation, I'm, I just turned twenty five, and growing up, GameStop was. Like the holy grail for kids. Like, there's nowadays, if you have a PS4, Xbox One, et cetera, you mainly buy the games on the console and it downloads directly to that console. And there's really no need to go and buy the physical disc anymore, where when we were growing up, that was really the only option. And of course, we would go to the store and you could buy used games, used discs to put in your console. And now that's becoming more and more obsolete where GameStop stock and their businesses, they've closed a lot of stores. This and that over the past couple years has really declined due to the fact that people are now downloading games on their console. I know, Chip, you can relate to this as you have a son who has maybe gotten in trouble a time or two by downloading games when he wasn't supposed to. Yeah, I mean, he, he just
1: downloads whatever he wants, right? You know, And um, it's just an easy way to gain access to, to new games, uh, and you really don't need GameStop. And so uh, a lot of people are, you know, it's kind of like Radio, Radio Shack in the 80s, right? It was a yeah. great retail store, and now um, GameStop is uh, apparently ending at least some think that its useful life is starting to um, come to an end
0: exactly so that that's a good that's a good catch right there so now that we know what GameStop is um, a company called Melvin Capital shorted millions and millions and millions of dollars in GameStop meaning they they were betting that the price would go down even further from what it has been going down over the past couple years and just and and we're going to kind of along this process, stop and give a quick definition to help people follow along who may not know what shorting is. And if, Chip, you could give a a brief description on what exactly it means to short a stock.
1: Yeah, so shorting is really um, uh, taking a a negative position on a stock. Instead of buying the stock, you actually sell the stock. And so your expectation is that at some point in the future – you will be able to buy the shares back at a lower price. Uh, so it's uh, the exact opposite of, of uh, the way most people think of investing in the market. And, and, I, and some would argue that shorting is a strategy that is not really investing. It's more of a speculative um, uh, way to uh, access to the markets. But it, nevertheless, there are some firms and some individuals that utilize shorting as a way to, um, as a component of their overall strategy.
0: Yeah, exactly. So again, we're, you know, betting or speculating that if you short a stock that it will go down. Um, so that's essentially what this this big hedge fund company did, Melvin Capital. And so there's a site called Reddit, which is essentially a, just like discussion board website where a user named Wall Street bets, who kind of gives you know anonymous betting advice, you know there's a decent community on Reddit who invests in stocks together, he explained the situation and that this company had shorted the stock and a bunch of retail investors really attacked this stock and drove the price up from you know which was you know seventeen dollars on to begin the year you know January fourth to Three hundred and seventy four dollars, so it went up you know almost two thousand percent in a matter of a couple weeks and you know uh which this company lost billions and billions of dollars and so this was just you know a huge win people said for a little guy, a huge win for the little guy, but what happened upon this process is when this was gaining more and more traction on Twitter on Instagram on Facebook, pretty much all social media that was pretty much this was what dominated the headlines. People got in late, and a lot of these. There are some companies uh, who restricted the trading or the buying of GameStop, and this happened not only to GameStop, but it happened to Nokia, AMC, Naked Brand, and a, you know a few cryptocurrencies where these retail investors were essentially driving and pressing this stock up, that these stocks up, that these big hedge fund companies had a short position in, and these companies were losing billions and billions of dollars and there was a huge outrage in the fact that these companies uh, or brokerage companies for example you know Robinhood potentially who cut off buying a certain stock and that's where there's a huge outrage and so that's really the backstory of what happened over the past couple of weeks and we have a few I guess key points we wanted to really educate and just kind of drill home on why this could be such a Risky and and problematic solution going forward, and one of the main things I kind of wanted to bring up first, Chip, is the downside of shorting, which there can be. You know, people obviously over time have made lots and lots of money in shorting, but why you hear about shorting, there's um, why, right. there is, is unlimited downside. That's right. There is unlimited
1: downside. Yep. And and shorting, um, I, I would I would argue that it's not. Uh, it's not a common strategy. Yes. It's a strategy that very select people uh, utilize, and and the reason is because there is unlimited downside risk, unlimited. So uh, when you buy a stock, when you invest in a stock, um, you can uh, your your investment can decline, and we've seen you know through the years uh, various companies just go out of business, right? And that's just a part of the. the capitalism in a way and but with shorting a a company could go uh, up an unlimited amount i remember back in the late 1990s with amazon you know amazon was one of those companies that had a tremendous amount of people shorting it because hey it's it's a who would want to buy uh clothes and products from uh, online who would ever do that and so people you know, and, and and the valuations of the stock was so high that you know it would Amazon would have had to grow uh, by a tremendous amount in order to justify that stock price, and so a lot of people were shorting Amazon. Well, now um, you know those people, if they had held on to that short position, would have lost a lot of money because the way to close out a short position is to buy the shares back. So, you know, you could have sold one share of Amazon for. Twenty dollars uh, back in the uh, you know ten and even fifteen years ago probably, and um, you know now you, I, I don't know what Amazon's trading at to, today, but maybe like thirty three hundred dollars a share or something. So you could have lost um, yeah. you know thirty three hundred dollars basically first per, per share. Per share, and and that's uh, an extraordinary loss that people would have to come up with money to uh buy those shares back and so it's just an um uh a, a way that people speculate it's we, we don't like that strategy by and large um and you know i and you and i talked about this before the podcast right there's a huge difference between investing and speculating and gambling right i mean we and our clients hire us to make prudent decisions with their money and be stewards of that um and and the way that we operate is by, you know, controlling the controllable by investing uh, in high-quality investments with a long-term approach and diversifying all those things, um, shorting, and especially what went on last week with the companies like GameStop and Nokia and AMC and some of those. That's just pure speculation. That's not anything that your average person uh, should even consider because uh, the amount of risk involved is so much greater than what most people even imagine.
0: Exactly. And look, you know, there are uh, people made lots and lots of money by buying this, you know, early on and seeing it go up. Like I said, in, in a matter of weeks, it went from 17, it went up 2000 percent, you know, around $17, almost up to 400. At some days it was trading over $400 for a short time. And the problem with investing in a bubble like this, you know, it it, look, granted, it did go up to you know three four hundred dollars, but from you know where it was solidified, you know at one day ended at three hundred and fifty dollars. Now it's down seventy four percent to a hundred dollars, and at one point you know it was down to ninety dollars yesterday. A lot of people, you know, I've always you know in school, you know, a professor always said once your neighbor friends start telling you about a stock, it's already too late. Once the general public knows about this, it's too late. Maybe you know, Chip, you can talk into the. You kinda already did, but the the problem in getting caught in a bubble like this where you like, Oh my god, it's never gonna stop going up but at some point it does stop going up in a in a bubble like this and we're not saying that GameStop is a terrible company that should be they should go to zero, but it it wasn't worth on what it was trading at and people did get caught in this, well, now I've paid three hundred and fifty dollars for a stock that was worth 15 dollars a couple of weeks ago and there's been no material change in the company whatsoever. Now I'm calling this situation and now it's gone down almost 75 80 percent of its value and now I'm left with a stock that everyone told me was going to the moon.
1: Yeah and that's unfor- the unfortunate part because um, you know people tend to uh, have this expectation that there is some easy way to make um, money in the markets. And uh, for people who have been doing it long enough, you you just know that's not the case. There's no silver bullet. There's no one out there who uh, has an inclination of exactly what's going to happen in the markets. It's just, you know, it's not possible. The the way that you accumulate wealth uh, in the market is by, you know, it's time. It's just how long you spend in the market in a diversified approach. And that's really the key to success here. And that's the thing that the one takeaway that I want people to get is there's no easy way. Like no one knows, hey, um, you know, Amazon's going to go to $10,000 in a year's time. I mean, it would be great if we did know that, uh, but it's just not, that's just not possible. Um, And the way to protect yourself is to diversify and to own a global portfolio and keep your internal expenses in check and that sort of thing. That's the way to become a successful investor and to have a, a, a good investment experience over time.
0: Exactly. And and that's really the reason why I wanted to do a podcast on this topic, not to, you know, create buzzwords and, and GameStop and, and this and that, but to really highlight the risk of investing in such a, a large speculation like this. Because I know, you know, as far as a, a lot of my, you know, friends are investors and, this and that, and you hear stories on TV and on Twitter, and this and that, engaged in the in the social world of, oh, this person made you know they paid off their student loans, they donated this money, this and that, which is great. But as as far as a, a solidified approach to, I'm going to stalk, you know, Reddit threads and try to figure out which stock is next on, on going up. That's just, if that was a way to get rich quick, everyone would be doing it, and it would lose its appeal pretty quickly, which is essentially what happened where these people got on the boat super late in AMC, Nokia, GameStop, and I'm not saying these are terrible companies, but there was not a material fact of they came out with a new invention or, oh, they're helping facilitate the COVID vaccine. Like, there was nothing that changed other than the fact of people came together and, like, we're going to drive the stock up just to spite these hedge fund managers, and that's just not a uh, – a prudent way to to make money or, or returns going forward and I think a lot of people did get burned and hopefully will learn from this process of yeah it was fun and it was interesting and all that but as far as making quick and fast money it's just not viable moving forward
1: yeah and and I'll just add you know there's been tons of studies that show that the pain of losing money is you know Almost, about, almost twice as large as the joy of, of gaining it. And so, you know, there are, uh, I think the individual investor has a okay handle on uh, being able to identify investments that have the potential to do well. Where I think most people struggle, and, and really where we spend a lot of our time internally, Nick, is on the, on the other side of that as, is how much risk are we taking? And, and getting a handle on that and understanding that, especially as it relates to a person who are, who's in the distribution phase or um, if they're saving for a specific goal and, and it's a, a, a date, you know, a couple of years from now, we, we have to focus much more effort on the risk side of the equation than on the possibility of returns. And, um, and that's, that's a part that most individuals, it, it's hard to, to comprehend and understand that, that component of the investment process.
0: Exactly. And so again, I think the, those points were are good. And maybe, you know, a final one is that uh, you've already kind of mentioned it, but, you know, the information is is priced into a stock real time, right? So there there's not, you know, and that's, you know, just in a, we believe in an efficient market and there are scenarios where there might be outliers, but overall there's not, you know, Breaking news on CNBC or Twitter that hasn't really already been priced into a, a specific stock, and that it you know is going up super high, super fast. Like the information is already out and available and has already affected that, that stock, right?
1: Absolutely, yep. That's that's uh, again, that's been proven academically and, and tons of studies, and the markets are. Very efficient now, and and actually, they they've never been more efficient. Uh, given, you know the um, you know the abundance of liquidity in the market and the efficiency of of the investment products that are out there and that sort of thing. It's just um, you know the markets are super efficient, and all information that's out there is reflected into the current price of the stock by and large.
0: Exactly, and I mean you know, and that's pretty much all, all the thoughts I ha- had, but just. Again, the reason why I wanted to do this, this podcast on this topic is, you know, for people not to get caught up in, uh, you know, an exciting story or an exciting new stock or, you know, this stock's going to the moon, which is a term, you know, used a lot in the past week or two that, you know, you're, you know, the downside doesn't outweigh or, you know, the upside doesn't outweigh the downside in this situation in, in my perspective in the fact that you're betting gambling on a stock that nothing has really changed and you're just hoping that you get in and get out before you lose, you lose your butt on it. And I just don't want that to be, you know, become a, hopefully it won't become a fad because I think a lot of people are, more people are going to lose than, than gain on situations like this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the, the other thing, just as, just in uh, closing here, but um, people will always, tell you their success stories. Yeah. Um, And I know that, you know, you and I hear this uh, from friends and that sort of thing that, you know, hey, I, you know, I did well on this one specific investment. But, you know, and that's great. But what what they fail to uh, acknowledge, uh, at least to you, is that they really uh, haven't had that success across the board. Um, And, you know, and there's a correlation between risk and return, right? So uh, the hope is that, you can manage those two things to your advantage over time. And, um, and I think that, that, you know, shorting and investing in one particular stock and, and that sort of thing just doesn't align with that, um, uh, mindset of investment success.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, that, that's a great closing point and, um, you know, and we'll see what, what's to come. I, I think we're, we're entering a, a time that's Interesting. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it was pretty incredible that retail investors, you know, if I'm sure there was people behind the scenes did drive something up this fast and quick. But um, bottom line is, I do not want to be a part of something like this. <laughs> Maybe that's the risk adverse uh, nature in myself. I know you're like me in that area, but uh, it, it's a little it's a little bit too nerve wracking for, for for me to handle.
1: Absolutely. Yep. And it's not it's not healthy. And um, it's just not an approach that that is successful long term.
0: No, I- exactly. So, anyways, that's you know all I had, Chip. I don't know if you had anything to to add as as we close out here. Nope, that's great. I think
1: that's a good uh, a good one off segment, and uh, we'll get back to our normal um, focus here in the yeah. next uh, the next a- uh, edition. So,
0: stay tuned. Exactly. Awesome. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to Finance in a Flash, and we'll see you next time